It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. MGM. Hey, remember when the Pistons were only down a couple points to the Sixers, guys? Yeah. It's 61-39 at halftime. They're not a very strong uh, team this year. (laughs) They're not good. Uh, Safe to say the the Pistons may not win eight games this year. They're going to have the worst record in NBA history. Rip Hamilton ain't walking through that. No, No, he's not. Sean Prince ain't walking through that. Joel Embiid has already got 20, but I am a little afraid that he won't play the fourth quarter, so we need 15 points in the third quarter. Have you looked at the the Spurs score right now with the Lakers here? I have not. 49-28 Spurs. I'm worried about guys sitting. I got... Keldon jo- a Keldon Johnson prop, and I got... Well, Don't worry. Spurs will end up losing that game outright. Good. In fact, now might be the time to buy in on the Lakers. It's the NBA. As my dad used to say, it's fantastic. And I never got- knew what that meant <laughs> until I started paying attention. And you want to be down about 20 at the half. Tell I, me, tell me yeah. I'm wrong. I know you are right. right. We've Thank watched you. it a lot Thank just you. this week alone. Victor Weminyama well, already ate two blocks tonight. Yep. We, we need just three need more. one more. And you need three <laughs> you more. You need three more. You okay. went on, you're living Let's on the edge. Let's be greedy. Let's be greedy around here. Living just a li- you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Some, I mean, if there's anybody to bet five-plus blocks, it's Victor Weminyama. Yeah. He has 11 in the last two games. Yep. So. My Friday nights have changed a little bit, but we still like to get a wild every once in a while. <laughs> now we just do it with alternate props rather than, well, Red Bull Vodka. Uh, I think Red Bull vodkas are still part of your diet sometimes. Techno music. No, no, I had to swear those off. When? This you is a lie. Said... You've had them recently. Within the, within the last three months. Oh, it didn't end well, though. Remember, we got the frozen ones, me and James. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, was that the last time? It was at the company party, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't you guys remember. got frozen Red Bull and vodka? Oh, they were so delicious. The last time I had Red I Bull and vodka, I was at the... Uh, at this, this like, what was it called? The this toga party at the Pink Palace in Corfu, oh, Greece. Yeah, and I had about twelve Red Bull and vodka. Oh my god, your heart must have just been. I never did it again. No. I felt like my heart was going to explode. <laughs> no, the I... alcohol wears off and the Red Bull doesn't, yep. and you feel like you're gonna die. I had a flight the next day, and oh, me and man. I was in college. Obviously, I was only nineteen Still years the old. Toga on the way back in Greece. Oh no, I lost my toga. <laughs> I lost a lot of things, and uh, woke up in a room I was not aware where I was in that pink palace and uh, my girlfriends roasted me they were like hey do you remember this girl last night because she doesn't know where she woke up or who she was with because there was nobody there but I was there those bad boys are dangerous. Yeah, I'll those, be honest. I wish we didn't have. You're so pumped up with caffeine, you don't realize uh, that you're. I know. Bri- we got to get to Brian Bros. I really, I, honestly, Brian doesn't Brian, need to hear this. If nonsense. Brian wasn't jumping on with us right now, I'd have to dig a little deeper into that Trista story. You may put Brian. A, let's it. put a pin in that for yeah. like the last segment of the show. I think there's a there's a lot to dig through when it comes to that. Brian Bros. jumps on with us. 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Hey, the Cowboys coming off a big statement game against the Eagles. Now you got the Bills, man. That look, the Bills are a team. That they, they kind of scare me a little bit, and it's a good scare and a bad scare, Brian, where it's like you see the potential, you know what the, they're capable of, and then you know that they can just completely throw up all over themselves in the middle of a game and turn the ball over a bunch and make really stupid mistakes. The offenses look better. Heading into this game on Sunday, do you look at the Cowboys and worry at all about maybe a letdown spot after what happened against Philadelphia, or is this Cowboys team now, does it have that look of like a really disciplined playoff team? I'm interested in this story from Greece. Yeah, really see, I knew in. you would be. Yeah. I knew yeah, you I can, would be. I can really care yeah. less about this matchup right now. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. because I feel like I've talked about. No, I'm kidding, guys. No, thanks for having me on. And yeah, you know, this is one of those. Uh, you know, when you talk to people in the building, and you know, that you go from the Philadelphia, the emotion that we talked about last week in this game, and. And then you go to Buffalo, who's not a common opponent, but you know, you watch the tape and you kind of realize that. 
you know, like, man, they've got some pretty good players, you know, they've got some pretty good offensive players and, you know, you're going to have to deal with, you know, with a, with a, you know, with Joe Brady, who, you know, I have very familiar with, with, you know, I went to school at LSU and Joe Brady was our coordinator, you know, during the national championship year. And so I, 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 I know he's a creative guy and the way he's, got you know he's he's got James Cook running the ball now and throwing him the ball and you know I've scouted uh, Dawson Knox and you know and 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 you know Kincaid the tight ends and we all know about Diggs and the quarterback I mean I just there's so many things you have to deal with when you play the Bills especially offensively and they're kind of starting to figure some things out that way now if you're a Cowboy fan, you absolutely have to hope for the turnovers that maybe that, that Josh is going to throw you in this game. I went back and watched them all that he had, and, you know, there's there's been some times where he throws that ball, and I, I don't think he really sees maybe where the defender is. You know, people have kind of given him some problems with that. He throws that YOLO ball every once in a while, you know, where he's just trying to make a play, you know, and – and, and hope for the best. And, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff you have to deal with. And we're dealing with like a – you know, an old school quarterback when it comes to running, this guy doesn't know how to slide or get out of bounds or anything like that. So, you know, you're dealing with a lot of things offensively, uh, you know, the Cowboys. And, and I, I think it, it's gotten Dan Quinn's attention. I know it's gotten the, you know, the defenders questions for the Cowboys, you know, with no, with no Jonathan Hankins playing at nose tackle. That's a big loss for the Cowboys right now. And I, I just have a feeling that, you know that Brady's going to be committed to running the football, and they're going to they're going to test Dallas to see if they're up to the uh, up to being able to stop the run a little bit in this game. Yeah, Brian, I just really like this Cowboys team, and I know San Francisco right now seems like a perfect team, and they blew sure. out the Cowboys. But the last two playoff meetings, you know, have been close games. Not the best play calling down the stretch, but the only thing I worry about with Dallas is the middle of the field. You know, especially like the linebacker slot corner in coverage, but also. I'm not really going to call them like road woes, but they're a much better team at home. So I feel like, man, it'd be great if they could get the one seat, if they could have home field advantage. What do you see like with the road games? You know, they're three and three on the road. Why are they so much better at home? Because every year, like in the betting market, we talk about home field advantage, meaning less and less. But I don't know, with teams like the Bills and the Cowboys, you see they're much better at home. Yeah, you know, they have, uh, you know, one of the road losses was at Arizona very early in the Mm -hmm. season. And this is really before... You know, they made the switch with scheme, you know, what they were able to do, you know, the, you know, whether it was they like to talk about this thing that was they call it cross the hall. And it's when the defensive coaches look at the offense and the offensive coaches look at the defense. And evidently, you know, Dan Quinn and the defensive coaches said, Mike, you're pretty damn easy to defend right now. <laughs> if you're going to keep throwing slants and not allow Dak to air things out and you know, and, and, and try and, and have some good, really good route combinations and get this tight end involved, you know, this, this team's really not going anywhere offensively. And, you know, when you, when the road loss, when, yeah, the, you know, the San Francisco game was a disaster, the Arizona game before that, I mean, they've, it's been a house of horrors anyway, when anytime the Cowboys play in Arizona, like really strange things happen. It's, you know, Arizona could be a really bad team. And then all of a sudden, but they ran into an offense and very similar to what they're going to see a little bit, maybe with Buffalo, you know, with Josh Dobbs running the ball, uh, pin and pull blocking. When I talk about down blocks and then getting guys in space, pulling guys, you know, and then with you look at uh, with the, you know, getting uh, the tight ends involved. So, you know, they've, they've played some games, uh, you know, the Philadelphia game, they they've absolutely should have won that game. You know, we call it nine one one at the end. They didn't handle that situation very well at the end with the clock going down and 
you know, they got the penalties and all that. It just kind of messed them up a little bit. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a team that I, I think that people now are starting to understand that the quarterback for the Cowboys is not going to make mistakes. And, you know, they've, they've found some rhythm with the play caller. They found some rhythm with the scheme. They found some a little bit of the ability to run the football. And they're hopeful, you know, and I was talking with the equipment guys today with the Cowboys just asking them what the weather they expect. And they were saying, hey, it's going to be wet and it's going to be, you know, in the high 40s. And so, you know, now, okay, can this, uh, can this offense travel as, you know, as well as they play, uh, you know, with down the field and the way they attack? And, you know, the thing you worry about all the time in Buffalo is the wind. Mm-hmm. And so, if, you know, if they, draw, if they draw a game where there's no wind, but, you know, the rain and all that you're dealing with, man, I, I think that's advantage Buffalo. I think Buffalo runs the ball better. So you're talking about, okay, things that happen to you on the road. Well, here's a team that you're going to play that's really talented on offense that probably runs the ball a little bit better than you do. And, you know, that those are the kinds of things that can kind of swing the game one way or another. Yeah, and I'm curious about this. So Buffalo is 10th in opponent passing yards per game. Yeah. And that's where I feel like Dallas has had a lot of success. You mentioned Jake Ferguson. He had a huge game, over 70 yards receiving. Fergie, Fergie was just a beast. I love him. And then, and then you look at Buffalo against the run, and they've been – you know, slightly a lot worse, but that's the one thing that Dallas just hasn't really done that well with Tony Pollard. 114 yards only, uh, rushing yards allowed. So 20th against the run. So I'm, I'm curious, like, how does Dallas want with that weather that you talked about? Really, you said they want to run the ball, but that's just really not been their strong suit. Yeah, no, no, it, it hasn't been, and, and you know that's the thing. But it has improved in in some areas. They've done a better job of with some of the perimeter runs. We're starting to see that Terrence Steele and Zach Martin, they're doing a much better job. I mean, before Steele got hurt last year, the combination blocks, the second-level blocks that they were able to get, you got receivers on the edge. I mean, we have Zach Martin on every week, and he was talking about how impressed he is with the Cowboys' receivers and the way they've been able to help some of the running you know, that they've been able to do. Uh, if Dallas does run the football, and, and, and the reason why the Buffalo – you know, that Dallas should try and run the ball is Buffalo is small at linebacker, you know, with Matt Milano out, not in that lineup and they lost him in that game. They played in London. They've been a lot different at linebacker and they're a lot different. They're a smaller team, uh, you know, at linebacker and, you know, they're down two safeties now as well. Uh, you know, so you're looking at the middle of the defense. Sure. Ed Oliver is pretty good. Phillips is really good. You know, they've got some guys, but you've got pass rushers on this defensive line. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like I say, if Dallas just comes out and tries, I know everybody says, oh, weather, go to automatic run. But, you know, I think that, that Mike has to be very mindful of this. You know, Mike has called plays before in, in bad weather situations all those years in Green Bay. So he might have an idea of how he wants to attack Buffalo. But Buffalo is, they're small at linebacker. And that's something that teams, when you watch their tape, you know, they've, teams have been able to kind of get misdirection going, and then all of a sudden you get those linebackers on one side of the field, and then they get pinned, and now the ball's going behind that. So I would anticipate both teams initially trying to, to run the football. And, but, you know, there's also, if you look at Buffalo's situation in the secondary, you block their front like we always like to talk about. Well, you know, they're one of the, the, the teams that allow the most separation, you know, if you believe in metrics and they always talk about yards and separation and tight window throws and open throws and wide open throws, 
Well, the metrics say that Buffalo is one of the worst in the league when it comes to those types of situations. So, you know, it, it Dallas has got to find a way, again, not to let the weather be a problem for them, manage the crowd, manage the weather, and then, but, you know, make some plays against the secondary if they can, if they can get the, if they can get the front block. How much do you expect Dak to run in this game? Because I feel like he's yeah. been running a lot more uh, this year and has been a very physical runner. It feels like that's an opportunity for the Cowboys as well. Yeah, you guys will tell me because uh, I'm sure there's some prop bets that are probably involved with that right there. Yes. Dak with yards and stuff. But, yeah, he has been, and he has been more willing to. Uh, there's been times where he's been able to escape and, you know, and run for some first downs and make people pay. I mean, I think we're to the point in time there's a couple of teams. You know, Dallas is in the situation where, yeah, the quarterback, if they can do some of the RPO stuff and he can run with the ball – and I think Philadelphia is in that mode now. I think that we haven't seen like a Jalen Hurts run the ball all that much, even though last week they did some design quarterback runs. But we're to the point in the season where teams are needing to find ways to manufacture some offense and score and, you know, continue this, you know, move the ball. And these quarterbacks are going to have to stop, you know, I mean, everybody wants to protect their guy and all that. But yeah, I wouldn't be seeing in this game, you know, it, you got two rough and tumble kind of quarterbacks. You know, when Josh Allen, I expect him to just straight quarterback runs. I mean, almost Taysom Hill-like, you know, what you get in New Orleans. So I think both teams are, are interested in, in trying to kind of keep drives going that way if they have to. we got about 60 seconds left still, Brian. How much credit, I mean, obviously you have to give a lot to Mike McCarthy, but what have you noticed, like, the biggest difference? Because you look at the offense, and last year I wasn't really bothered by the deck interceptions. A lot of those were just mm-hmm. really bad luck. Like, if you go and you pop on the tape and you watch those. But this year... I mean, I don't think any of us saw this coming from the offense, especially, like you said, they can't really run the ball. And uh, Dak's the favorite right now to win MVP. So what's the biggest you know, difference? Because I'm a Green Bay guy, so I never thought McCarthy would change. He's not the biggest analytics yeah. guy, despite what he lied to Jerry about. And like this year, that <laughs> offense is electric. What have you noticed? Yeah, no, you're, I mean, I, I think that really that Brian Schottenheimer has been a huge help here. And I, I think what happened, Brian Schottenheimer's job last year was he worked with Dan Quinn on the on the defensive side of the ball and help break down the opponents every single week. And I think Brian Schottenheimer, you know, his his DNA of, through his dad and always been, hey, run the football, that kind of way. But I think it opened his eyes watching other teams play and some ideas. You start to see a lot more. if you When you do watch the tape, you see a lot more route combinations. You see guys, the bunch formations, the motions, the motions away. You know, they're creating opportunity, double out, seam you know, uh, a slant, uh, wheel behind the slant, you know, pick routes, things like that. They are being far more creative trying to get these receivers open than they did during the Kellen Moore administration. I think that's been the biggest difference is that Mike McCarthy has been more willing to be able to try and find ways to open up the offense. And again, you know, the problems, the interceptions, Dak had some where he threw them just right, you know, where that was his fault. But there were others that were tipped, routes weren't completed, uh, you're, you're not seeing that much anymore, you know. I mean, there's been some throws that he's made outside the numbers, outside the hash. I mean, he's like, I think he's, you know, it's incredible the number mm-hmm. of throws that he's made, and he hasn't had an interception on the outside. And then even some of the stuff over the middle of the field, down the seams, through the middle with Ferguson that have been completed. Yeah. So it's it's working the right way. Yeah. Brian Broaddus so from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Love Thank the Star you. Podcast as well. Brian, love talking to you. Thanks for coming on again. Great stuff. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Yeah, Dak just looks like the game has slowed down for him a lot. Yeah. You really, really can see it. Yeah. It's bet MGM tonight. Maybe Kellen Moore sucks.
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.